everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we're talking about WandaVision. A new episode has been released on Disney+, Plus, episode 6. I believe it's titled The Spooktacular Halloween Episode, something of that nature, but it was a doozy, and uh, we're going to dive right in. So if you have not seen this episode, be fair warned, we are going to be talking about spoilers uh, if you haven't seen it, though, go watch it. Check it out. It's actually a really short episode. At least it feels like a very short episode. It flew by. But uh, pause it, come back for that, or enjoy this now, forget about it, and watch it later. So with that, we are going to dive right in. I opted to not do an audio commentary on this episode because, again, it's a pretty short episode, but at the same time, at least to me, it felt like not a lot happened in this episode, so I'm not anticipating this to take a long time, this recording, Uh, but I could be wrong, who knows, maybe I go off on a tangent and we go crazy, but the episode is, again, the Halloween one, we've seen this in the trailers, so a lot of the excitement that I would have felt around seeing the old costumes of Wanda and Vision and Quicksilver was kind of taken out already. Like, don't get me wrong, I was super excited to see them, and I certainly freaked out when I saw it in the trailers, but the minute you show something in the trailers, it takes away the magic from the original uh, thing. So as as much as I love watching trailers, I almost wish movies didn't have trailers, but you got to get those people who weren't planning to watch the show to somehow be interested in the show, so maybe there's going to be some technology in the future where I don't have to watch trailers. Even, you know, they they even released screenshots, so I wouldn't have been able to avoid that either. But this is, it takes place, I guess, on Halloween. I doubt that it's actually Halloween. It's probably just the next day, right? If we're following the the trajectory of what's happening outside of the hex. And we sort of see that as well in the switch betweens of uh, Wanda's world and the, that, that should be the title of the show, Wanda's world, uh, between the actual WandaVision and what's happening on the outside. So the show starts with a great intro. Everything about this episode's uh, time period is, in the 90s is what they're going for. But it's funny, that they've got a, it's a very huge Malcolm in the Middle vibe is what I got from this one. You've got the breaking of the fourth wall by Billy as he speaks to the screen, which was awesome. He's essentially like Malcolm. And then you've got the the kooky antics of everybody in the family, which again was great to see, but was very uh, kind of a stark transition from the last episode where I was expecting this to be a lot more serious than it was, and it didn't feel very serious. Obviously, there's some undertones, and we'll get to them as we as we reach them. But there just there felt like a lot more lightness in this episode, even with everything that was happening. So Wanda comes down in her classic co- comic book costume, and Quicksilver, or P- the Pietro that she has brought into the show, does the same. He's got his costume. He's even got the wild hair. Quicksilver in the comics has very large pieces of hair like that. That's why it looks so crazy. And Billy has his own costume as well, which is the comic book costume of Billy in the comics. Awesome to see. I can't. I, I was really hoping, and they sort of get to it by the end of the episode. But I was really hoping we get to see his powers manifest, or, or to see him do the, do his spells, where he essentially um, recites a mantra for anything that he wants. Like if he, you know, was being surrounded by bad guys, he would say, "I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here," and he would get transported somewhere else. Like he he has the power to manipulate reality, but he has to say it through spells most of the time. 
And then obviously Tommy's power is the same as Quicksilver, so it was perfect when Quicksilver sped off to get his costume and took Tommy with him, and they both were, were a little Quicksilver, so that was great. And then seeing Vision come down in his classic costume too was nice, but then we get this interesting piece where he says that he's not going trick-or-treating with his kids, and Wanda is a little bit upset by it and we get a little thing like a little Malcolm side thing where Billy says you know mom and dad have not necessarily been fighting but they haven't you know really seen they've been a little whatever the little bit less than fighting is and so she's like you know why aren't you coming for the kids blah 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 and he says I'm going to investigate crime because he's part of the uh the neighborhood watch and he, told, he tells her that, and she's like, okay, fine, I, I, I guess. But then Quicksilver sh- kind of speeds over there, and he's like, hey, you know what? Like, let him go do that. I will be the great fun uncle that takes the kids trick-or-treating, and I'm a, you know, I'm a dude too, so I'll, I'll fulfill the male role of what you're looking for. And I, I may have been in this scene or some future scenes, but he starts to say some things to Wanda that make it seem like he knows what's going on, or at least he knows that Wanda is doing something. He doesn't know exactly what's going on, but he tries to talk with her multiple times during this episode to say, like, you can tell me, like, you can tell me what's going on. And she doesn't even seem like she has a real clear understanding of what's going on. But the viewer is, is again, we could be thrown through a loop, for a loop. And I really hope we are. Because I'm as of right now, like I said, not much happened in here to make me go, oh, wow, that's what's happening. Like, everything that happened in here was completely expected on my end. And, and part of that being what happens on the outside. So... You know, we're dealing with the aftermath of Wanda turning all of her guns on Hayward and them finding out that Hayward shot a missile. And Hayward is just being a grade-A asshole in the show. And honestly, all credit to the guy who's playing Director Hayward because he's, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he is playing such a good, terrible person in that regard. And he tells them like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. He He gives all the classic... Uh, bad guy, government bad guy reasonings like, oh, she would have been a threat anyway. We Now we know what we're up against. And it's like, no, dude, you have no idea what you're up against. And he starts insulting Monica. He starts insulting Darcy. And Jimmy Woo, as he has been one of my favorite characters in the show, and he stands up for both of them. And he says, like, you need to stop demoralizing your group. Like, we need all the help that we can get. And she, she uh, Monica, is trying to defend Wanda. And he says, like, oh, you know, you've always had a soft spot for superheroes. And he brings up Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. And Monica doesn't get super upset by it. Like, it wasn't the same sort of reactions in the, the prior episode. But to me, that lines up with what we talked about last week. I really think that Wanda or Monica truly loves Carol. She was a member of her family for a really long time. I think she's just upset at her for leaving. And it's one of those things where you have every right to be upset at someone, but you are wait- you're just basically waiting for them to apologize so that you can forgive them. It's one of those things where she's gonna there's gonna be that moment, like I said, where they, they reunite, she's really mad, but then Carol breaks down, says she's sorry or whatever, and then things kind of, you know, move on from there. But at that point, in classic government suit fashion, he basically fires the three of them and says, get these people out of my sight. And so as they leave, they're being escorted out, and Jimmy actually throws the first punch at this little group of, uh, uh, I'm going to call them bad guys, sword uh, soldiers. And uh, Monica joins him, and they beat the crap out of these guys. And they hide them, and they all three sneak back in in sword garb. 
and they're looking through stuff, they're checking the documents, they've pulled up a laptop, they're scanning things and trying to figure out what's going on. And at the same time, Monica says that her guy, my guy is going to be here soon with the vehicle to drive into the hex. And we don't see it for the rest of the episode, so 100% that is going to be a huge cameo. I don't know who it's going to be. My guess, and I think I said it last week as well, my guess is Adam Brashear, who is the Blue Marvel in comics. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm just making a random guess based on very little knowledge of you know what actually is going to happen. But that would be my guess if I was asked. Otherwise, I have no idea who it's going to be, but I know it's going to be someone good because you don't tease that you have an, uh, an aerospace engineer in two episodes in a row without a big reveal coming up in the next episode and so like i said this episode doesn't do a whole lot for me in terms of moving the plot forward like it essentially sets everything into place it's been teed up for this these last three episodes and and by my count only one of those episodes is going to be the sitcom format just because we'll have been going through malcolm in the middle was basically 90s 2000s and then next i think is going to be the modern family episode and then from there there'd be two more episodes so i'm hoping those episodes are much longer than these episodes this thing flew by but they take off and Darcy stays behind. She says, I've got some, there's some more documents I need to crack into this computer. And so she finds this thing called Project Cataract, which I have no idea what that is. I've never heard that before in the comics. A cataract is obviously something that happens in your eyes. And uh, they, but that, and again, while they were there, we'll go back to this. While they were there, they found the tracking beacon. And, and essentially, Sword and Hayward have been tracking Vision, and they're calling him the asset. So if you hadn't guessed in the last episode, uh, here's your, your, you know, nail on the head sort of thing in this episode that Hayward wants vision. He cares more about vision than he does about Wanda because they were 100% experimenting on vision, trying to extract something from his body, his cell cells, if you could even call them that vision also ha is, I mean, what, what is a cataract if not vision or a vision problem? And maybe that's what it is, is have, they've got a vision problem and they've got to get him back. But he... I hope he fails. I mean, he's going to fail. That's the whole point of the story. But at this point, inside, the kids are trick-or-treating. Wanda and uh, Pietro are taking them around the town. And a couple of weird things happen. Besides, again, everything that's been spoiled in the trailers, which was just them trick-or-treating. There's nothing more about that. But there are people in the town. And Vision's noticing this as he's walking around, quote-unquote, investigating, that there are just people doing things. They're, like, doing the same activity over and over. This one lady starts, like, a tear comes out of her eye. So these people are being controlled but they're not even doing anything. So it's almost like a light controlling in a sense. And so if Wanda's doing that, I mean, she, her powers are insane. And Pietro mentions that when they're talking at one point. He's like, this is such a power-up from you doing the little wiggly-woos with your with the red wiggly-woos, I think is what he calls them, which was great. There's also a bit where he's talking with Wanda and says, kick-ass. And she goes, kick-ass? Or she goes like, kick-ass. I don't remember what the phrasing of how she said it, but for those of you that don't know, both of the Quicksilvers were friends in the first in the kick-ass movie uh evan peters and aaron taylor johnson so i'm pretty sure that was an easter egg call out but again it, it could you know not i'm just i'm 99 sure that that was so that was really cool to see and then we actually start seeing the kids powers so we get to see tommy running really fast but then we also see billy stop him in his tracks when vision leaves the bubble 
And so that's what I'll talk about next. So Vision's kind of investigating things. He's seeing that this, you know, something is not right here. He knew it, and this is his confirmation for it. And at the same time, Wanda's in the town, and he, she's talking with Herb. And Herb's got, he's talking to Wanda, and he says, Hey, Wanda, is there, you know, anything I can do? Uh, anything you want me to change for you? And it's like, well, what? Why would Herb say that? I, I... I mean, I, I guess I get it in terms of the guesses we've made or the speculation that we made that he's sort of in on it, or maybe he's one of the people close to Wanda that can make changes, uh, but very curious, a very curious comment from him to make, and, and then she's like, no, I'm good, and he says, okay, all right, see you later. There's also a couple of bits that I don't remember the exact verbiage of them, but Wanda makes a lot of call-outs, call including flashbacks of her time as a child with Quicksilver, including a an Halloween incident where she got a fish that was pretty funny and so vision's walking around and he gets to the edge of the town which is ellis avenue i saw someone pointed out that ellis avenue could be uh president ellis who is the president at the time of like civil war and i think i mean maybe even an infinity war and endgame but what my, first came to my mind was warren ellis who's a, a very prolific uh, Marvel writer, though I don't know exactly if he's done any work with Wanda or Vision, and I also know that I think he's run into some personal issues recently, so I don't think Marvel would want to call it by Warren Ellis's name, so I'm going to I probably agree with the President Ellis thing, but still interesting. She even tells the kids, like, don't go past Ellis Drive the El or Ellis Street, whatever it was, and so he does... And at the end of Ellis Street, at a stop sign, just sitting there, is Agnes in her car. We saw this in the trailers as well, so no surprise there. And she explains to Vision, like, what are you doing here? You know, who are you? Well, whatever. He uses his power for the Mind Stone and wakes her up. And she freaks out. She's like, where am I? What's going on? And he's trying to calm her down, but she's like, oh, you're, you're one of the Avengers. Like, you're going to come help us. Come save us. And Vision says, who are the Avengers? Or what's an Avenger? And that just is more evidence that obviously he got brought back and he doesn't remember anything prior to his death, which I saw a really interesting article and I would highly recommend checking it out if you want a little a little bit of speculation that I would argue is legitimate speculation. It's an article by Joshua Yale from IGN.com that is the Mindstone theory. And essentially what that theory says is that Wanda found... Because the way that it works in the comics... The Infinity Stones are, you know, the Big Bang era. They were there when the universe was created, but there is a set of Infinity Stones in every universe. Every multiverse, every universe out there has its own Infinity Stones, and those stones only work in their own universe. So, like, if you if you were to take the Infinity, get an Infinity Gauntlet and take it into another universe, I think if you snapped your fingers, nothing would happen, which is interesting. I don't know if they're sticking with that theory, but what his is is that Wanda has found a Mind Stone from a different universe and has given that to Vision to bring him to life. Which, after this episode, I, I almost questioned that, but I, I the, he brought up some really good points about the fact that he doesn't remember anything prior to dying. So if she'd put a new Mind Stone in, he wouldn't remember anything. So that kind of adds up. And then there's a couple of other bits. Again, you can read the article. I would recommend it. There's a couple spots where I was like, eh, I don't think that's what it is. But overall, it's a very solid theory. And we'll see because she says, you know, you're dead. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And she says, you're dead, 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 dead. And then she starts cackling. 
and he t- he turns her back on- off, I guess you could say, with his power, and so she turns around and drives away, which is interesting because she was just sitting there before, so did he do something to make her drive away? It sounded like she was innocent from all of this, like she had no idea what was going on. She too said that it was all Wanda. So if we were guessing that Agnes was a bad guy, this episode would lead you to believe that she is also one of the victims. I don't fully buy that yet, but it's interesting and it's keeping me on my toes, which I'm appreciative of. So now Vision is standing at the precipice. He's looking out past Ellis Street and he goes out there and tries to break through the barrier. While this is happening, Monica and uh, Jimmy are driving to this meetup point where they're going to meet. And, and they're even noticing it too, like what's happening? Like they can see the barrier is kind of freaking out. And so Vision breaks through the barrier, but it still appears like the barrier is almost trying to pull him back or to stop him from leaving. And when he gets out, Darcy kind of runs out like, you guys need to help him. Like, he looks like he's in actual pain, and parts of his body are slowly starting to disintegrate and disappear, which, again, like I said, I don't think that adds to the Mind Stone theory because if he did get brought back or whatever, and now it's a real thing, I guess maybe because it only works in its own universe that still stands, that if he were to leave the bubble, the Mind Stone would be useless. And within the bubble, this Mind Stone works because Wanda is manipulating the the reality itself. So maybe it is still a sound theory, but he starts disintegrating. And they're not helping him. Hayward is not helping him, which is a shock because doesn't Hayward want to have vision in his possession why is he just letting him die and so darcy's screaming they handcuff darcy to a jeep and all of a sudden in inside billy starts freaking out and he says mom he they run over to her, his mom to wanda and says you know something's wrong with dad something you know, so he's he's hurt and she's like you need to slow down like focus where is he what's going on and at the same time freaking quicksilver is like what is he's he's in trouble like he he's he already died he can't you can't die twice and it was so funny because when he said that the the kids are right there and whether the kids know that or not regardless of this being real or not you should never say that to somebody especially to a grieving widow and so rightly so she just uses her powers and throws him against a hay bale which was awesome i was like okay because i freaked out when i heard him say it. i was like oh whoa and then she did that and i was like okay good like very appropriate response for what he said plus at this point she it seems like she doesn't trust him there's something off about him more so than just his face he's asking a lot of questions and he knows more than he's letting on i believe i will point out as well uh and i I missed talking about it earlier but when monica jimmy and darcy are in the room they're like okay well we're gonna go and darcy says you can't go and monica's like why and she explains to her that her blood results are one of those confidential files and it looks like because she went into the bubble and came back out of the bubble that it has rewritten her cells and so that to me is the immediate setup that monica is either going to get powers or has had powers or whatever the case may be that's her that's the cue that she's going to be a superhero and she has the best response where she says i've had about enough of hearing about cells cells metastasizing cells in remission so we can clearly tell that she's talking about her mom and she says i've got to get back in there because i can help wanda i know what she's going through and that's such a powerful point because she's lost too she lost her mom 
mom. Her And all she had was her mom if Carol was gone. So maybe that will be the thing that happens is they, they reunite in the bubble, her and Wanda, and they, they, you know, save the day sort of thing. So now we're back. Wanda hears, or Billy, she closes her eyes and then opens them and she's got red in her eyes. And she expands the quarantine zone, something that I had talked about a few episodes ago of my my secret prediction, my only real prediction for the show, which is that whatever happens in this show, Monica is the linchpin, the catalyst for giving powers to people, giving powers to Miss Marvel, who is also in New Jersey, giving powers to uh, Captain Rambo, Monica Rambo. I, I didn't really see that coming, but part of the theory now and giving because she expands this quarantine zone so she could theoretically with enough power spread this quarantine zone across the entire country the entire world i have no idea how far they're going to take it but that's a pretty good indication of of how you get powers we've set it up now she's expanded the zone and when you go in the zone it rewrites your cells what more do you need for mutants or any person that calls themselves an inhuman and is now technically in the Marvel Universe, MCU, considered a, a mutant instead of an inhuman. Either way, she expands this zone, and people are freaking out. The sword people don't know what to do. And so they start driving. They're, they're trying to escape, basically. They're like, we need to get out of this radius. And so they're driving off. They leave Darcy uh, handcuffed to this jeep. One more reason that Hayward is just a piece of trash. Look, I am brave enough to... I don't even know if brave is the word. I'm, I guess I'm I'm balanced enough to know that not every single person in sword is bad. But there definitely is one person in sword who is really bad, and that's Hayward. And I really hope I made a joke about this earlier. Uh, actually, I'll share it for the end if we if if I remember it by then. I don't need to say it right now. But anyway, uh, it's it's expanding. So Darcy gets sucked in. We don't really see what happens to her, but she just gets sucked in along with a bunch of trucks, the lights the tents, and it all ends up transforming into a circus, including uh, van. The, the trucks turn into vans that are selling funnel cake, the tents are circus tents, the lights turn into flags, the people turn into clowns and other performers. Very interesting, but also not exactly the year 2000. It's, it kind of felt more like 80s. I, I don't know, 80s, 70s. But So that happens, and the next scene is her kind of oh vision obviously vision is taken in that's why she did this she expands it around vision so that he can be safe and now he's back on the other side of the barrier he's he's back to normal and and now foreseeably he is safe so that's the end of the episode is wanda opens her eyes and it's all back to normal so i i like i have no more uh, predictions of what could happen at this point based off of the episode. And I apologize in advance if uh, there's any sound issues right now. My uh, my cat Nova is walking all over this mic and around me. Hey, hey, okay. I should have kept the door closed. You're, this is a good message for me. Uh, do you have anything to say? You're a cat, so obviously uh, you know a lot about witchcraft. Do you think witchcraft has anything to do with this, Nova? Hmm? Do you think uh, the Scarlet Witch? Well, obviously we know her, but is Agnes a witch? Huh? Is Agnes a witch? Okay, you're not even going to talk. You're just going to rub on the mic. Okay, well, like I said, there's not much more to say about this episode. And, and not a bummer. Oh, sorry. 
I'm getting excited with my hands. I hit her. I hit her. But uh, there's just there wasn't anything like in the last episode where we go, oh, okay, this makes sense. Here's the twist. Here's what we were waiting for. Everything that uh, everything that happened in this episode seemed like you know what we've been guessing, what we've been talking about. So my prediction is this next episode, episode seven, is going to be a big one. I think there's going to be a lot of reveals in this. I think we're going to find out who the aerospace engineer is and then obviously we're gonna i think we're gonna figure out what's going on with hayward because hayward escapes hayward and two other people in a vehicle manage to escape the hex they never end up getting taken inside of it so something's gonna happen it's now feels like it's hayward versus uh, uh monica and team versus the people inside and we don't actually see if the the barrier takes over monica either the group with monica so right now all we know is that darcy and most of the other sword people are inside of the barrier and like i said i i can't think of anything else that i you know guessed or got from this other than next friday can't come soon enough and i know i said that last friday and it felt like that was a day ago so i'm grateful that time is passing quickly but uh that's about that's about it on this so we are going to wrap this episode up with uh, with that. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the hex.